What's up, it's your girl Marissa, and we're back with Black and Bother episode two. Um, so first off, let me just start off by saying Black and Bother is a name that I came up with solely just based off of like how I felt in the moment. So that doesn't mean that it's just exclusively for black people to listen to. Like, of course, this is going to be focused on people of color, period. But that doesn't mean that, oh, I'm white, I can't listen to this. Or, oh, I'm I'm Indian or Hispanic, I can't listen to this. Like, I'm Puerto Rican and black, so this is for anyone of color, um, white, black, Hispanic, I don't care. I just want you to know our side of the story as being a black woman. So that's what this is about. Like it's not just for black people. Um, so with that being said, let's just get right in. I have a special guest today. Um, my homie lover friend, Maxwell hooks. What's up? (laughs) What's up everybody? This nigga's ugly over here trying to, what's up? (laughs) Let me, uh, yeah. All right. So like, first off, Super Bowl. I'm hyped that I can't even remember the niggas that won. <laughs> I'm the hyped Eagles. that the Eagles won. Like I'm only hyped because I was just so sick of hearing, oh, the Patriots again, the Patriots again. Like I'm sick of hearing the Patriots win. Like I don't even keep up with sports whatsoever. But I was happy that the Eagles won. But honestly, I was just there for the halftime show, Justin Timberlake. And let's just not even talk about this nigga because this nigga was not even matching at all. Like, he had on, <laughs> I don't even know what this nigga was wearing, man. Like, I'm like, what does he got on? And they had the nerve to say, he bringing Jordans back. That boy don't care. That boy making money. So it don't matter. I know, but he need to cut that beard off because he's like a straight up pedophile. Like, you, know what, what, you was the one in the living room screaming, ooh, Justin. And all That's that because shit. He, he formed my son. He's like, hey, that's going to say it's fake. Damn. Dim, dim, dim. I, don't even, I like that song He's like crap. whatever but let me get into these issues that i had with these super bowl commercials so first off the commercial with matt damon and like it was the stella commercial with you know stella the beer uh-huh. he's standing there <clears throat> it's just him and he's like south africa is going through a drought um but fear not Every Stella that you buy will donate a bottle of water or like a gallon of water to these impoverished and dry countries in Africa. But don't forget to buy that beer. It's like, first off, this isn't the first time that there's been a drought in a country in Africa. Second off, Africa, plenty of countries in Africa have been without water, without clean water. And plus, if you want to, I feel like, if you want to like, if they want to help Africa, right? I feel like they only help like um, they pick a they pick certain uh, certain countries to help that aren't that I feel like they can go to. Um, I feel like if you're gonna help, if you're gonna set Africa, you want to help Africa, you just shouldn't just pick pick and choose. You feel me? You should pick like you should just do the whole fucking. I mean, can I cut something? Yeah. The whole fucking the whole fucking Africa. Like you can't just pick like. Places like Nigeria and South Africa where you can just, you know, willy-nilly just walk to and just, like, and everything is cool. Like, I feel like if you want to help places like that, you should be, like... I mean, I guess, like, you have more of a, like, uh, inlook on it, like, from being from, you know, Liberia. Yeah. Like, was it ever, like, being in Liberia when, like, I know it was, you were there when you came over here when you were young, but was it like, oh, there's the white man coming to save us, or, 
what was it like? Uh, like, were there people like even in were, Monrovia? <clears throat> there were kids who were like super. I mean, right now there's still like people who are like, if they see white people, it's like, oh my god, this is like fucking, this is God, not God, but like you know, their skin color yeah, is like, different from mine. So you feel me? So it's like, wow, like so it's like a whole type of like worship type shit. But I never once like. I mean, it's different. I never once, like, worship, like, you know, if I saw a white person, I'm never once, like, excited that I've seen a white person. It's like, it's like an yeah. type of feeling type shit, so. It's just like seeing any other person. Like, yeah, it wasn't like, like any other type of it was just like, oh, okay, this is just a man yeah. coming, like, I mean, I don't know, like, that commercial just still didn't sit right with me, because I'm just like, man, y'all are exploiting these countries and trying to make a profit off yeah, of it. And yeah. kind of like, it's kind of like when you dangle, like, you know, when someone's running on the treadmill and they dangling like a yeah, hot dog in front of you. Yeah. It's like, it's like, come on, you got to do this. You got to be quicker than you, that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 got to be quicker than that. It's like, oh, here's the, here's the water. Here's the water. Up. Oh, see, you just shit. missed your shot yeah. to give someone in Africa a just bottle like the, of like water. The same like, fucking, the, 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 like the same fucking, uh, the same, they use a whole Martin Luther King speech for a fucking truck commercial. <laughs> right, exactly. What the fuck? Like, who was listening for the who was listening to the whole speech and at the end it was a fucking chart commercial, commercial and I didn't even so like I didn't even see that commercial like we were talking about that in one of my classes and they were like yeah they're trying to whitewash the idea of Martin Luther King or whitewash you know black history right. um and oh yeah because they were talking about the commercial and I'm like I didn't even see the commercial and they're, they're like who, I think it was a, a, a Dodge Ram commercial. And they're like, who mainly drives Dodge Ram? Not saying that only white people drive Dodge Ram, but majority, majority of people, people who drive a pickup truck is white. is white. Like, that's just ridiculous. And that's the same that goes for my next commercial that was just like, what the hell y'all doing? The T-Mobile commercial. Now, don't get me wrong. So if you didn't see the T-Mobile commercial for the Super Bowl... It was like a pinwheel of babies. So, like, the camera's just glossing over these babies. You know, white, Asian, black babies, a few little mixed babies in there. But, like, everybody had fair skin. And then it gets to this one little chocolate drop baby. And my whole house is just hype, like, hey, hype, yeah, go little black baby. What's up? <laughs> I'm thinking this is going to be, like, I don't know, like a, I don't, I don't know, like, a, like a something like, oh, Let's coexist, type you know, type, type thing. At the end, the shit is gonna say, doom, 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 or whatever T Mobile's <laughs> uh, thing is, and say T Mobile. Whoever's put these commercials this year together, they just didn't think too much. I, of like, I think that what they were trying to do was say, see, look, even though Donald Trump is president, we live in a post-racial America, and it's like just because you make some commercials with you know a black baby and a white baby next to each other. Or a black family looking happy. Or a Martin Luther King speech in the back of your commercial. That does not mean that this is a post-racial America. Right. There is still racial inequality. Yeah. There is still racial inequality. There are still mm-hmm. racists in this country, whether you want to face it or not. There are still issues with, I mean, hell, white supremacy, Nazis running around nowadays. Shit. There's nothing crazy. post-racial about this country at all. So... With your little commercials that you try to put in, y'all ain't slick. No, nope. and plus they only got they only had what one really dark baby, and it was like three Chinese. One brown babies. baby, exactly. Three Chinese babies, like five white. It's, it's like babies. they, it's like they like, like, come on, here, here, hold on. They like, 
Someone call Tanya, tell her, she just had a baby. Tell her to bring, tell her bring uh, the baby, the baby down quick. here real quick. Just for a few minutes. Tell her we'll slide a few uh, um, Lee's chicken coupon or some <laughs> shit. Like, I don't know. Like, Put on a coupon and shit. Yeah, like, that was a joke. I think we all noticed that shit. So, like, that's like, so So was I supposed to boycott this shit? Because, like, the whole time I'm mad. Like, I'm over here like, really? Really, y'all? I should not even watch this. But apparently... This was like the <laughs> lowest viewing numbers in history. Good. And I'm like, damn, I missed the memo. I'm over here talking about black power. Was I supposed to boycott? Like, I don't know. What, I really what? don't give a fuck about uh, fucking NFL anyway. So I only watched it because, you know, we threw a party here. But other than that, I really don't care about the NFL. So No, that party, that party was nice. Yeah, party I mean, was it, nice. It, was, it was laid back. I it mean, the fireplace Everybody was came. bumping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the fireplace was hot it's <laughs> yeah I mean it turned out way better but that's another thing so let's get into this next topic so the topic of the day yeah. so today we're going to be talking about um, black fathers As and you know. <laughs> oh my god black fathers and black parenting traditions mm-hmm. um, so if you do not know me Maxwell is my boyfriend and I do have a daughter with him mm-hmm. she is eight ever. months and and yes the dopest ever um so I was listening to a TED talk yesterday actually and no, I was listening to the TED Talk today, but the, the so I was listening to another podcast yesterday. They were kind of on the same scale, like saying, you know, talking about kids. Um, and so on the podcast, they were talking about whooping your child and, you know, all the side effects of whooping your child. It could cause brain damage or psychological issues later. Um, it could add stress onto the uh, sperm cells and then f- go further down to... Um, creating um psychological issues within the next generation which you know the whole time listening to this i'm thinking like this has got to be this has got to be a white woman but it wasn't a white woman it's a black woman so check this i mean how do you feel about that like you know i know we have a long way to go before we actually have to start discipline harper like really i mean not that long to go i mean i you know once they get to the age where they can understand, I think that it's acceptable to, you know, whoop your kids, but... Look, I feel like... They were... Hold on, really quick. So, they were saying, like, whooping and abuse are the same thing, which I totally disagree with. Now, I think sometimes you do need to whoop your child's ass. Like, your child... Sometimes that's what needs to happen. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that that's the only way I'm going to discipline my daughter, but... Hell yeah, I'm gonna whoop her ass. Nope. But how, like, how do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about what you know people are saying? Like, oh, you shouldn't whoop your child. That's not right. That takes away from them. That's you know that that kind of creates this you know barrier between you as parent and child. And I'm like, yeah, I want the barrier to be there. She didn't know not to. I'm not playing that shit. Yeah, I mean, I feel <clears throat> of course I feel the same way because um, growing up, my mom, my mom wasn't like the the ones who always put their hands on me or my brother was the one who did it. And, you know, learning from that, <clears throat> I feel like I'm well-disciplined. You know what I'm saying? I'm well-disciplined. And I know you grew up with the same type of thing. Your mom, you know, your mom whooped your ass. She whooped your ass. And look at you. You turn out, you know, you turn out great. And I feel like that's, that's, that's a white shit. Like, see, look at a- white kids though. Like, you know, if you don't beat your, if you don't beat your kids, you end up putting them in time out all the time. 
they gonna end up taking guns to school. <laughs> and you gonna end up, they be leashing their kids on in the fucking store. Have you seen that shit? Stop. They put leashes on their fucking kids in the store. I, like, don't even get me started on the leashes. Like, when I see that, I feel, I'm like, you mean to tell me you can't control a three-year-old like, to walk in Kroger's? Yeah, like, I whoop her ass. I mean, if it comes to getting her ass, well, she's gonna get her ass whooped. I'm not gonna, you know, like immediately when she does something wrong. I'm, oh, just I'm gonna about to beat your ass. Type shit. Yeah. You know I mean? It's like I'll talk to you. Like this is what you do. Or this is what you don't do. If you don't listen to what you don't do, then you know you would get a little spanking here and there. So yeah, I agree with. I agree with like disciplining your kids, beating your kids. I don't. Agree, I don't agree with like you know just choking them off. I mean, know, yeah. Like, I mean, and I. I don't think. I think there's also, like, a certain age limit. Like, you know, black parents are really, like, hell-bent on saying, like, you know, you ain't too old to get your ass whooped. It's like, you know what? Stop. I am too old to get my ass whooped. Like, like stop. You're not about to whoop me. Um, Nigga, we end up fighting. Right. Even though, it, look, now, hold on. You know Nicole Mack will be my, whoop my ass if I try to fight her. Yeah, right, my mom. My mom, look, let me tell y'all, my mama do not care. She don't care where we at. She she ain't want. Do you want me to take you in the bathroom? She no, no, still no, no, no. be she pop- ass yes. at her birthdays in the fucking restaurants and shit. If you've been to any of my birthday dinners, look, that's all we're gonna say. If you've been to any of my birthday dinners, you know my mama do not care the age, the place, the time, nothing. the surroundings. She don't care. She's she's going. She don't on. care who's looking. Nothing. <laughs> Same way my brother is. You don't care who's around if he's upset. Cause my brother was the only one who's like who could really. You know, because my mom, she was, she's soft. And my dad, he beat me here and there. But my brother was the one who was like, you know what, nigga? You acting really... Shout out to Mama Joanne. Girl, you doing too much. <laughs> but my brother was the one who was like, yo, you doing too much. You know, it's time to get your ass whooped. And he would like, whoop my ass. So, you know, so that's that. But yeah, I agree with the whole discipline of your kids, man. And and so like, so the other TED Talk that I watched... um. So this woman was saying like how we're creating a relationship with our kids that isn't, I don't remember exactly how she explained it. So what she was basically saying was when you put the pressure on your kids that school is everything, if that's what you basically only care about, then you're like dehumanizing them. I don't even know if that's a word, but taken away from their humanity in some way because you know when your kids come home you're like oh how was school where's your homework did you do your work how you know and you're putting that pressure on them to be so good in school that it's almost like that that relationship between you two is never created because they feel like all you care about is school you don't care about how they are so when it you know when it gets time to when harper um that's our daughter by the way it um is ready for school and she's coming home and whatnot do you think that That's gonna school be like is the number one thing, or how how do you feel about education and the relationship that you're gonna build with her? I mean, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like education is very important. I'm not in college, so uh, education is very is very important. By the way, so of course I have. I'm gonna have. I'm just. I'm just not gonna be like. Soon as I see, I'm just going. I'm not just going to be like, "How is school?" I'm just going. You know, I love seeing my daughter. I don't even like for her mom to take her like from Lexington to Louisville, which is like what an hour away for like two <laughs> days. I don't even like that. So I'm always excited to see my daughter. So I would like you know embrace embrace her before I ever even ask about and school. Of course, school is important. I would like to talk about school, but it's not like I would like to take away from uh, my 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 personal connection with her. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that. And that's what that's what she said too as well. She said, 
it's not that you can't ask them ask them about school. Right. It's just that you can't just leave it at that. Or why is that the first thing? How is that over overcoming your excitement to see them? Period. Right. Um. So she, you know, she says she has two teenage kids, and her daughter will say, like, oh, you, she'll ask her daughter, you know, how how was today? And she'll say it was great. What was great about today? And she'll say lunch. And she's like, okay, well, well what was great about lunch? It's like actually try to get to know your kids, what yeah. makes them happy. Yeah. And I honestly, my opinion, <clears throat> you know, I feel like there was so much pressure on education. And no matter the pressure that the parents put, the public schools that I went to failed me. I like I was not prepared. Horribly. So yes, <laughs> shut up. I was not prepared. Like I got to college and it was like a smack in the face. And I realized more than halfway through my college year, like I'm you know, I'm a senior now. This this is my last year. I realized last year, damn, I don't want to go to college. I really do not want this bachelor's degree. I really do not think that this is what I was made for. But since it's, you know, instilled in us so much, it's kind of like, well, I have to do this. Like, I have to go to college or I'm just going to be shit or I'm going to suck. Like, so I think that that pressure is too monumental in parenting nowadays because, of course, like, I'm going to encourage Harper Go to college or get your education. But if she doesn't want to do that, I'm not going to deter her away from that as either. Right. You know, do your do your thing. Right. And I mean, there's... life is about tri- trial and error. Right. There's... So regardless, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Regardless of how you want to shelter your kids or protect them or, you know, if you want to whoop them or if you they have to do school, they have to do sports. Regardless <laughs> of what you do, eventually you're not going to be there. So it's all about the the true question to parenting to me is when my child leaves this house on her own will i feel comfortable in knowing that she's, she's ready to, take to do world. this yeah. by herself like will i feel comfortable with that in myself with every and will i believe that i've done everything that i can and supposed to have done to help her you know go through life yeah, i mean like <clears throat> people who like, all the older people who tell you to go to school and get all this education, like, I work with these same people in, like, my, you know, everyday, day-to-day job and shit like that. I'm, I'm not saying it's not okay to get your, get your education, but I'm just saying, okay, so you got your education, but you ended up in the same place I'm at. How is that possible? You, you speak on this whole education shit, and wow, are you in the same place I'm at? My dad, <clears throat> my dad will always talk about, every time I, I get home from school, he's always like, did you do your homework? Blah blah blah. You gotta get your education. He's smart as hell, and he's like, he's doing he's doing factory jobs. Like, how is that possible? How is it that you speak on this 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 uh, education so much that if you get this amount of education, you know, getting the job, you can get a job this easily, and you can get a job here and there, and and then you end up in the same like working the same place. Somebody who didn't even get a finish uh, high school is working like, like how is that possible I know I'm just a little bit off topic but how is that even possible like don't everybody have a little creative something different that you know you can make you you don't have to I'm not you don't have to be this 
have to live up to everybody's standards to make it in in life. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to. Everybody got their own little creative, their own little creative way, and I feel like they're gonna make it some way, somehow. They'll make it. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. That makes sense. No, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> that makes <Well>. sense. <laughs> um, so as far as that goes with parenting, are there any fears that you may have just being a new father and especially a black father at that? You know, I feel like people are so shocked when they see me, Max, and Harper out, like, as a unit, like, out yeah. to eat or in a grocery store. They're like, oh, that, that's a black father in his in his child's life. It's like we're aliens. And they're like, oh, I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe black fathers are actually in their daughter's lives or in their, you know, in their child's yeah. lives, period. So, you know, how does that feel like? Just going through the motions I mean, of being a new black father and actually being in your child's life. First of all, being in Harper's life is like, it's amazing. And I want to thank you for giving me my daughter because there's nothing, there's nothing better than, you know, coming home, seeing her, coming home, seeing both of you guys, you know, just laying there, just, you know, just smiling and shit. It just brings joy to my heart. And it's like, like people, when they see, when they see me, they'd be like, oh, that's, that's, that's your girlfriend, that's your daughter. I'd be like, oh yeah. They'd be like... I mean, you were young though. Like, I'm like, uh, yeah. So, don't you just want to experience life? Uh, I am. I am. Right. Like, it's like oh, fuck this. people. I I think that's the worst thing that people say. Like, once you have a kid, your life, your is, life over. is over. Like, or once bro. once you have a kid, you can't do this or that. Now, I'm not gonna. Don't get me wrong. Since Harper has come, like you know, I can't. There are some things I can't do, but not many. Like, okay, I wanted to study abroad. I can't study abroad with Harper. I mean, I can go study abroad, like, if I wanted to leave her with Max. But, so it's not that I can't do it. I don't want to. Like, I don't want to leave my kid. But there is nothing that you really can't, can't do, do They're making with it seem like once like, you get a kid, your whole life is just fucked. Like, you can't even, like, you can't breathe. And it's not, it's not even true. It's like, I mean, being a black father is just amazing to me. It's just, I, I love being a father to my daughter. Like, and just watching her grow, like... Watching her smile, her little talk, her little like her movements—it's just—it's just amazing, man. Like I don't even know—I don't even know how to put into words for you guys to understand. But if you have a kid, you would get it. Like watching your kids, like like. But I was. Have... Oh, sorry. I was there. I was. I was. Uh, I was home. I was feeding her. The first time she ever opened her mouth on a spoon, it was with me, and that was like one of the greatest. Like. <laughs> I, I got it on video. It was like one of the greatest shit. Like she opened her mouth on the spoon. I was like, oh shit, she finally did it. Like, like those experiences, like you can never get that, you know, you know, just watching somebody else like kid, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, that's not your kid. So you would it's never like, know what it's like to like, you know oh what I'm wow, okay, yeah, like, cool, whatever. Yeah, kid opened, but it's like, that's your kid doing this. And like, it's just, it's amazing, man. And my fears, why I have any fear? Of course I have a lot of fears, man. Like, I don't want to see my daughter getting hurt. I don't even want it. I don't know, man. It's like, I fear for my life. Like, some days I'm like, I'm driving, you know what I'm saying? If I see a cop, I'm just like, I got to slow down. I mean, you know, people talk about it a lot, but that shit is actually real. It's like, I slow down because it's like, one day he'll probably pull me over and, you know, do you know why I pull you up, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, conversation can probably not even turn left. It's just be like, because I'm black. Your response could be something yeah, that something they he don't didn't want to hear. 
And, and it's just like, and I fear because if he takes my life, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be there to watch my daughter grow. I'm not gonna be there to like, to see her meet, to see her meet her first first boyfriend, which I would never allow. In the first, <laughs> first boyfriend, Poor marriage, Harper. kids. I'm never gonna see my grandkids. Like all that shit is like, it's scary. Like if you think about it, like I, mean, I, I guess so. Like I me. guess what you're saying is like just. The fear of not being here, like you want to here. always like, be, be here always. for that, and the fear, your fears is not something be, happening to where you can't, can't be here. Because I've I've been there from the from the day Molly told me that she was pregnant. I've never missed not a single. Which that's another story. A doctor's visit. I've never missed none of that. I've never missed anything that she had coming up. So, just the fear of just not being there is like, it's just is scary as shit. I don't know, scary so, so do you feel more pressure on yourself, like, since Harper's been born? Like, what a, what type of pressures do you feel, if you feel any, just as, you know? I mean, of course I feel pressure. Because it's like, if you have a kid, you know your kids is definitely going to push you to be like, because you don't want your kids growing up and like, oh, dad, what are we going to eat tomorrow type shit. It's like, even though I don't have shit going on in my life that's, you know, she can be like, okay, I don't got to worry about shit. Of course, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about tomorrow, like the future wise. Like, it may not seem like it's sometimes somebody, but I am thinking about shit like that because I don't want my daughter growing up like how we grew up, where it's like, like your mom never had it. She had to like, you know what I'm saying? She had to wait. You guys have to like fucking starve for food and of course I did. I had to starve for food for me and my brother because my, you know my dad was never around and we never had the money so we had to starve and like look to my mom and she never had it either. So I never I never ever want that for my daughter. So I have my plan. I have my own plan. Of course I'm not going to tell Molly, you know. But I'm working on I got a couple plans, man. I'm going to work I'm going to work my ass off to till I know before she turned 10, Harper is going to be set for life. That's my mark my words. Before she's 10, she's going to be set. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Before man, she's 10. You. Before so she's 10, she's going to be good. Man. We'll be tuning back in May 23rd, <laughs> 2027. Yeah, that is when Harper will be 10. She, if probably, shit is not set by May 22nd, then y'all know who to come look for. Yeah. Maxwell Hooks. Nah, man. My daughter is going to be good, man. Like, I just don't want her to grow up, growing up you know, suffering like... Just looking, laptop treasure. Looking for like, you know, what I'm saying, looking for like the next meal and like, cause even, I remember one time Molly was pregnant when she was pregnant. We had I don't even know how much we had in our bank account. It was like twelve dollars or something. <laughs> no money. It was like, and she was like, and she was hungry. It was like between getting food. Oh, she don't remember. It was between getting food and gas. And I remember I was driving. I think I was driving. Up the class or some shit and i was just thinking in the car like i definitely don't want like if i ever make anything big Madi and harper is going to be set for life it's like nothing they got to worry about they don't have to worry about anything because just experiencing shit like that it's like yo i definitely don't want my daughter to go through that shit like because that sucks that's sad man like it breaks it breaks it breaks a man's like it's like how can you like you can't even do nothing but just watch it. Just, I mean, you can do something, but it's like you can't do nothing but just watch it. You know what I mean? It's like just watch it. Just, uh. I hear Harper in the living room. Yeah, she's so cute. Uh, 
I mean, yeah. I I don't know what fears. I mean, like, of course I have fears. Um, I fear that Harper is not going to, um, so, like, when she grows up, She's gonna take parts of me that I that I think are flaws. So I don't know, like so just like for example, like I really don't give a fuck for the most part about what people think or say, but there's always something in the back of my mind like, oh, what are these people what is someone gonna think or say? Or what about this? And that's honestly why it even probably took me so long to get just a number of things started. Anything that I've delayed doing, I'm like, well, what are they gonna think? No, let me tell you, Amadi is creative as shit. All right, she is creative as fuck. I'm she, not just, she is lazy as hell. Amadi is lazy as hell. Okay, she has so many good ideas that she don't want to pursue because she's like, well, I don't know how this is gonna turn out. Don't put none of my ideas out I'm there. I'm not putting ideas. I'm just saying she's like, I don't know how this is gonna turn out. And I'm just like. Yo, this idea is, is good as fuck. Just go ahead and do it. Like, okay. She was like, so the first idea she came up, I'm not going to say it. The first idea she came up with was really good. But she couldn't do it because, you know, she didn't have time between Harper. That's, that's when Harper had just came No, up. that's not why. If you're talking about what I think you're talking about, if you're talking about H.E., mm-hmm. um, I failed the first time miserably. She failed the first time, but she just said, miserably. she just said F it. I'm just like. You can't, you can't make any, you can't make anything like just giving up. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, it's gonna take fucking trials and shit like that. You just get, can't give up on your first trial. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta keep trying. But we'll see how that goes. I'm still talking to her about it. Hopefully, she picks up. But she's very creative, man. She comes over like a whole bunch of crap that I think can really take up. And plus, she can sing, and she don't want to pursue that either. Y'all will never hear me sing. I don't want people to hear me sing it. Like, bro, come on. Y'all will never hear me sing. The only way you would hear me sing is if you just so happen to be in my room while I'm taking a shower. She be in the car blowing, and I'm talking about blowing, my nigga. Like, and I'm just like, bro, why don't you? Why don't you sing? Uh, no. I don't, I don't want people to hear me singing. Like, come yeah, on, well, man. there you go. So I'm not. So is there any advice that you would give to new fathers and new black fathers at yep. that? Uh, just be there for your kid, man. That's all you can do. Be there for your kid because not being there for your kid sucks. Because I'll give you an example. I'll give you uh So my pops, my pops is a. A gigolo, not a gigolo, but like a he's a he's a hoe. He's a hoe, all right? And he has kids here and there, here and there. It's like and on holidays, it's like not even just on holidays, it's like you're just there with your mom and your dad isn't there. And it's just like that feeling of your father not being there, it just fucking it just it sucks. It fucking sucks, man. It's like you can't even like sit down and experience shit with your dad because he's, you know, got other kids he's looking after and shit like that. So if you have kids, man, just you have to be there for your kid because that that bond between you and your daughter or your son is a whole different thing from a mother and a and her child's bond. It's it's it's, it's dope, man. Just be there for your just be there for your kid as best as you can. And just just show love, man. That's dope. But That's my let- advice, man. So thank you for no, being a guest. Um no and if y'all did not know, he is the creator of my theme music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hit him up if you want some beats. Make steak coming soon, mother. No, no, it's really not. Just please, oh my god. 
Ignore. You know, I'm gonna cut that shit out. No, no, I'm just saying, no, I'm not. <laughs> man, if you need, if y'all need some music, if y'all need some beats, man, I got y'all. Whoever's listening, need some beats. Yeah. Um. So, last thing I want to discuss: if you follow my Instagram page, please. Do. Um. Um. So yeah. So if for those who do not know, I have an Instagram page. It's at Black and Bothered on Instagram. And we're on Facebook as well. Um, just go like us on Facebook. Um, follow me on Instagram. Also, I started a new segment um, called FUBU, For Us, By Us. Um, and this is just basically where anyone who has any topics they want to suggest or any questions they want to ask, um, pretty much anything that they want to message me about, they can go ahead and do that. They can send me a message on Facebook. Text me if you have my number. Um, Snapchat. I don't care. You can send me a message on Black and Bother on Instagram. Comment under my pictures. Um, I will be trying to post um, a picture before every episode. Um, a conversational question based off of people's opinions and like go into those things. Um, so the first person we're going to acknowledge on For Us By Us is my cousin Tierra. Shout out to her. I love you, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, she gave me a shout out in my first episode when I thought that nobody, like everyone was like, oh yeah, I'm listen. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, hope they really do. But like, you know, she told me, you know, from the moment I told her I was starting it, she's like, I'm definitely going to tune in. And I was just so hyped like that she gave me a shout out on her own Instagram page. And I was just so excited for the support for the support um, that I received from people who told me they were going to support me and people I didn't even know were going to support me and people that are just coming along. So like even other podcasters that have seen my post, uh, it's super exciting to know that, you know, the black community and other people around me are supporting me and just coming to even listen to what I have to say. Like, that's just it. Like, that's what a podcast is. Just listen to what someone has to say. And I just think that's really dope. And I love it. So, yeah. You got anything else you want to say? Or? No, man. It was dope being on your podcast, player. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Well, it's been your girl, Marissa. Episode 2 of Black and Bothered. Catch y'all next week. All right. Thanks.